are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles, your one-stop shop for all things LA sports. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA, and you're subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts. Before we start the show, a little disclaimer. We have three Dodger fans that are still a bit wounded from the World Series outcome. I don't know how that's going to manifest itself. There may be some arguing, a little yelling, maybe some crying. Guys, you're in a safe environment here. <laughs> Is this the trust tree? That's right. Any mud wrestling, guys? If Come you on. saw a waitress at Olive Garden, feel free to describe. Uh, ah. You will not be mocked. No, you will be mocked if you. Of course, they will. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but still, feel free to share all your feelings, especially you, Hammer, who, on top of having to deal uh, with the Dodgers' uh. loss, is also licking his wounds from the Galaxy's elimination from the postseason. Mm. We didn't even. I didn't even get to the postseason. Yeah, I guess you weren't even the you weren't even there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is awesome. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm going buddy. home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait this a is a downer of a show. Well, on a positive note, he should be back every week again, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah. That's right. He's like, well, you know, we, well, we'll, we'll, dis- we'll, dis- we'll discuss my contract. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Uh, at least the Lakers and Kings are off to strong starts, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right. Nope. Nope. I meant the Rams. That's the Rams right. Rams are off to a great right. start. Ain't no, baby. There's the good stuff. All right. On top of all of that that we'll be talking about, calling into the show today to discuss his new book, Shohei Otani, The Amazing Story of Baseball's Two-Way Japanese Superstar, sports writer Jay Paris is calling in. Jay! Jay, that's awesome, dude. That is legit right there. Mm -hmm. We better get this pity party done with before he calls in so that we're all on our best behavior. (laughs) Right, gentlemen? Yes. I am Jeff Wilson. Jeff Edward Wilson, that's right. Wow. J-E-W. Wow. And that is Victor Costello. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, I'm sorry, Vic. Oh, that's all right. I'm sorry. Love that you're still wearing your Dodger gear. <laughs> well, you got to represent. Good job. That's right. Darren Besa. Well, no pity party from this guy, because the Rams are 8 and oh. Woo, baby. Woo. Yes. Ben Garcia. Hoopty hoo. And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. The L.A. sports equinox came and went and left our city in shambles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Hammer. Yeah, rough uh, rough Uh, weekend. That was was bad. You You forgot to throw in that USC lost, too. So that was another team that lost. Is anyone still even paying attention to USC? (laughs) We get a a text last week from Hammer saying... uh, Hey, if anybody wants USC tickets, <laughs> I got mine. Hammer, I'm, uh, well, you know what? We'll save the galaxy for the end. Let's start with the Dodgers, because I know you guys have some strong thoughts on on what went down. There's been a lot of flack given to Dave Roberts, some Dodger fans calling for his head, which I feel like is a little ridiculous, but yeah. you guys- say not just not just Dodger fans, but some people in political office also called <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> From the Donald Trump. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Oh man. uh, Dark times. So, uh, well, Vic has a prepared statement. Oh yes, but I'm 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 going to bring up the anchor. I'm going to I'm going to bring up the anchor. I want everybody to 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 let it loose. Well, say what they have to say. If we're if we're talking about letting it loose, I feel like you go to Ben Garcia when you want that. Yes. Ben. Ben, Ben's stretching right now just to go ahead and prepare himself for this uh, unleashing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll work our way down from uh, from mild 
uh, or from spicy to medium to mild. Perfect. <laughs> and me and then Vic. Perfect. Nice. Nice. I like that. So I'm, I'm, I think you're spicy, Vic. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad that we had to wait these couple days between game four and potting because I've done a lot of soul searching. I've done a lot of calming down. Wow. Because I was one of those Dodgers fans that at the end of game four was saying, we need to fire Roberts. And I think between the end of game four and today, there's been a little bit game of- five. I'm sorry? Game five. Game five. Game five was el- the elimination game. I know. No, I'm talking game four when oh. they had the four-run okay, lead. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, because to me- My bad. Ga- Cut it out, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaving it in. Game four was when they lost the series. So Fair enough. So, getting getting back to game four and, t- and talking about Roberts- um, one of the things that I, I, I did was I read an article on SB Nation. Uh, it was, the article was by Grant Bisbee. And some of the points that he made in that Were you article, and your dad reading it together? No. Was there snacks? <laughs> <laughs> food? Whiskey. To his house Throwing darts at a drinking? Dave Roberts yeah. cutout. <laughs> okay, okay. If, if you want the full picture, I was in the office wearing my Dodgers jersey. And my friend who's a Giants fan sends oh. me this article basically saying, hey, dude, talk oh. yourself off the ledge. If, that's, if, oh, if you really wow. want to paint okay. a picture, that's there the picture. Now, I there like that go. picture. All right. yeah. but, but in the article, you know, he talks about Dave Roberts' Options. So if you, you know, not that you, if you don't remember, this was literally like the biggest thing that happened last week, but Rich Hill is in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. He's got one out guy on first base and Roberts has a decision to make. And that is, do I leave in a 38 year old pitcher who has never pitched this deep into any playoff game in his career? Knowing that if you lose this game, you've essentially lost the series. Or do you go to, you know, Julio Urias? A 21-year-old who's coming off of Tommy John surgery, or, or so I think it was shoulder surgery. Yeah, and you know he's worked his way back, but you know to pitch him on consecutive nights is not something that was something that he can do. Julio Urias was unavailable, so you couldn't go to him. Uh, Pedro Baez, if you look at you know what he historically has done when he's pitched two consecutive games, is he throws gasoline on fire. So he, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, was you know unavailable. You have Ryan Madsen who actually has allowed every base runner that he has inherited to score. So you know that if you put him in, he's going to give it up like a $2 whore. <laughs> wow. Right? So, so, so at, at this point, your options Classic are to go one. with Alexander, to go with Kenta Maeda, or to go with Jansen, right? But you can't go with Jansen because it's too early. Yeah. You, you can't go with Kenta Maeda because he doesn't do well in high-leverage situations. So, I mean, Dave Roberts – literally had no options and if you and if you if you sit down from a logical standpoint and you think what would you do in this situation and 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 president trump called it and he says you leave in hill and i I think that probably would have been the best thing to do because he has shown all night that he has that bulldog that oral herzizer type mentality where you know he's gonna fight to the end and and i didn't feel that with the relievers that were put in they had that same mentality so maybe that was the right option but he's a 38 year old deep into a game hasn't been this deep into a game you know probably for a few months and in the playoffs in this type of high leverage situation he's never been exposed to this late you know late inning heroics so dave roberts made a decision and he stuck with it and you know he he realized that with the four pitch uh, walk with scott alexander coming in that they needed to move him immediately they put in they put in manson uh, uh madsen and you know boom three run home run they put in jansen in the next inning gives up the home run it's it, a lot of this is on the players, you know, and so when you when you look at the pitching and for those Dodger fans that are saying, 
we need to get rid of Dave Roberts. I think you need to give him a break. And it's the same break that I was, you know, giving the the old Dodger manager back, you know, with leaving Kershaw in the seventh inning. You right, know, right. Um, there you just when you don't have the horses, you don't have the horses. And unfortunately, yeah. we were in the biggest series of the season, and we just didn't have the guys to go to in the bullpen. So I think for that reason, I give I give Dave Roberts a pass now. What I don't give him a pass for, and I think that he needs to look in the mirror this offseason, is... You hear that, Dave Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. He's listening. He's yeah. listening. <laughs> the Dodgers... Okay, when I... when I and, I and I always... You guys make fun of me for this, but, you know, when you go back to the old days, you know, <laughs> baseball used to be played a certain way. And when you were in the eighth inning and you got a, a leadoff guy on, and he was a slow hitter, what do you do? You pinch run for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if it's one of those speedster guys, a Kenny Lofton or, or somebody like that, you know, you, you put the steal on. If, if he sees an advantage and he can get a jump, you allow him to steal, right? So now you've got a, a guy on second base, potentially no outs, single will score him, right? If it's not somebody that's that fast, maybe you, you hit and run, you know, or, or you, you manufacture runs. The Dodgers mm-hmm. in this entire series, Small ball. in situations, never played situational baseball. There was a play when David Freeze hit a triple, was on third base with one out. The third baseman for the next hitter was playing five steps behind third base. Lay down a bunt. Yeah. Because we were down one at that point. You score a run, it changes the momentum of the game. You know, what did they do? They swung for the fence, they struck out. The Dodgers struck out more times in this World Series than probably any other team in the history of the World Series. <laughs> I don't know the statistics because you know I don't do the whole. <laughs> we might need to fact check that. <laughs> but the point it definitely is, felt that way. But yeah. the point definitely is, is that, that as a manager, I think that you need to look at the situation. I think you need to look at instead of just looking at what the numbers tell you, and and the numbers might tell you swing for the fences because historically, you know, with enough uh, sample size, it's it's better off than than situational hitting, but. You know, when you're in the eighth inning and you've got four outs left before you lose the game and you're down one, you need to manufacture that yeah. run, especially if you guy got on third and one out. Like, those are the things that really pissed me off about Dave Roberts. Now, yeah. is there somebody available, you know, that we could pull a plug in immediately that could win us a World Series? Probably not. So, you know, I think he's good in the locker room. I think, you know, he's got a level head when it comes to, you know, guys like President Trump, you know, criticizing <laughs> him. You know, he's, he's, he's not saying the wrong things. I think he knows baseball, but I, I truthfully think that between this year and next year, there is some soul searching that needs to happen because now he's done the exact same thing in two straight seasons and we've lost the world series. And I think that, you know, everyone is saying that this was the team that, you know, that Boston was the team destined to win this year. And the Astros were destined to win last year. I think the Dodgers have as good a team or better of a team than either of those two teams. We just didn't play really? up to expectations. And, and and to me, that's coaching. And I think that Roberts, you have to give him a pass. He's, he's what, I think this is his third year as a manager. You know, you have to learn on the job. Well, now you've had two years. This roster is getting a little bit older. You know, maybe that window closes next year or the year after. We need to win one. We can't wait another 30 years for something like this to happen. There it is. Well, that was said, spicy. Well that was spicy, all right. Wow. That, that was good. That was good, yeah. yeah. Oh, Not as spicy yeah. as I thought. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Don't give him another chance. <laughs> Hammer wanting more. Hammer, what would you add to that? No. Well, I, I think I, I was actually surprised at how level-headed – Ben was and how he's handling it. And I, I agree. Hey, this I conversation agree. would have been totally think, different. It was three days ago. <laughs> Mr. Reality. Come on. You know, the one thing that I would add is, as being at game three, I think, you know, the mistake there 
what was bringing Jansen in for the the six out save. Yes. Especially, you know, when you have Baez available, you know, and the way he's been doing, bring him in for the eighth. I think you're, you're putting Kinley in a situation where we've seen him, you know, give up home runs and he's this postseason and this season, he just hasn't been the same guy uh, basically since the last world series, since giving up those home runs. So you say you're putting him in a very difficult situation. You're up one zero, you know, and, and he goes in and he gives up the home run and he forces the world's longest World Series game, which, mm. you know, I'm happy about because I got to, you know, say, check the bucket list and say that I attended the world's longest <laughs> World That's Series right. game. There you go. There. Which is pretty spectacular. Nice. Yeah, I was there. Nice. Eric, That's you actually awesome. got to see Let's two. Gloss over that part. You got to see two World Series yeah. games for the price of one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. The eight, 18 innings, Mac Muncie uh, walk off, but that game could have been over in nine. Yes. And then when you move to game four, then you have Urias available. You have, uh, you know, Baez available again, possibly. Or maybe that's the moment to do the six out save yeah. with Kinley. So I think, uh, I, I do think Roberts mismanaged that. But I, I agree with you that, you know, I, I don't think the blame is on him. I said it on last week's show. Roberts is the one who got us to the World Series, and he's not going to change everything that he did uh, once he gets to the World Series. But what he did is. You know, he brought in Kinley for a six-out save. That is changing what he's done uh, throughout the season. So I think that's what ended up biting them. And when it comes back to who their opponent was, the Red Sox won 108 games. Yeah. They were an excellent team. They were. Their bats were on fire. Their pitching was on. I think they were the better team. Now, the fact that you look and you say they grinded an 18-inning game out and they won, they were up, you know, 4-1, to one. Uh, on on game four, and yeah. they could have stolen that one. So if they have it tied two two, who knows what their mentality is going into game five? We'd and still then be you just have to steal. <laughs> yeah, you still have one. You have one to steal uh, in Boston, and so that's the crazy thing is the Boston I think was head and shoulders the better team, but the Dodgers still could have stolen it, and that's the that's the frustrating part. And and going back to our window, you know, you. Making it two years in a row is tough. Three years in a row is going to be that much tougher. So the window, I don't know if it's it's closed, but it's definitely you you have to seize the opportunity when you have them, and that's the part that's frustrating is seeing you know little tiny situations that get mismanaged, and that ends up costing you not just in that moment, but can cost you two or three games because you saw the hangover effect over the next couple of days. So yeah. you know. Just an unfortunate series of events for the Dodgers, but you know I I am you know going to be very shameless and prideful in saying that I was able to see the one win and and to make history, and I I just need to give a little bit of thanks to the people at Samuel and Son and Company, because you know thanks to them I was able to attend the game. Oh wow wow all right so. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys know this. Founded in 1855, <laughs> Samuel Company is a family-owned and part operated of the integrated network. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Just we didn't get, get any tickets. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought Sanford and Son was a TV show. Just <laughs> right. uh, hear me out. You see Red Fox? <laughs> Founded in 1855, Samuel Son is a family-owned and operated integrated network of metal manufacturing, uh, processing, and distribution divisions. Samuel provides seamless access what? to metals, <laughs> industry products, and related value hammers? added. All right. I don't know if they sell hammers. Do, do they have they any go Yelp beyond pro- <laughs> You want me to keep going? No, we can read the Yelp review. <laughs> we got Jeff it. is really good at reading Yelp All right. reviews. Well, you know, visit Samuel.com. You know, check him out. <laughs> he got the website in there. That's well done. Matters. Well played, Eric. Well played. We you want, want a, the 800 hey, number? We no, want a piece of that. We want a piece of that. Yeah. 
Dodgers World right. Series next I'll, year. I'll, I'll bring the memorabilia for next season. All right. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> oh, man. This segment sponsored by, I don't know, Sam. Taco Bell sauce. There we go. Samuel.com. <laughs> Spicy, hot, and mild. There right? You go. Oh! There you go. Well played, sir. Mic drop. Boom. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Vic, you are up, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, well, sorry, hold on. Let me put the And rolling a scroll. Down. Extra big drink for yeah. this uh, segment. You doing okay, buddy? You well, know, he's here. You know, so that's a good. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, that night was bad. Yeah. That night was bad. Um, as Ben said, I think a few days has has given some people some perspective. There's still a horde of Dodger fans that want to get rid of Dave Roberts, but I'll, I'll circle back to that. You know what made it um, almost immediately better? As I'm putting that night, the whiskey you're drinking. Yes. <laughs> As I, I, the Rams win the next day. Oh, that makes well. That better. always makes yeah. that always makes things better. Yes, I agree. But uh, <coughs> hold on, Hammer's okay? dying. <laughs> <laughs> so the beauty of this is you could you can cut my mic out. Uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, we're gonna uh, cut I, it through that whole Sanford and Son <laughs> hey man, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah, right. uh, that he is got the tickets. Awesome. That is so funny. So I, I go and put Noah to sleep, right? And um, we have the monitor on, and I, I come back in. I'm walking t- towards back the living room, and uh, I hear through the monitor Noah's. This is the night that they that they lost the mm-hmm. fi- after game five. <coughs> He's singing. Take me out to the ball game oh. as he's going to sleep in his bed, and literally that hit me, and I'm like, "Oh, there's always next year." Yeah, yeah. So That's awesome. that, yeah. So I just wanted to share that. But so let me. Uh, I have a. I, I have some notes. Yes, yes. Gonna, these um, notes. This, this is the first time I, I wanted seen to prepare. I wanted to. Man, I wanted to. I wanted to, in his head. I wanted to uh, make sure. Well, that's the thing is, I wanted to make sure I hit all my bullet points. So it's it's actually bullet points that I'm, I'm looking at here. I love it. Point number one that I wanted to make was, for me personally, last year's defeat hurts more. And the reason being is because I felt like the Astros were not the better team. At any at any range, they they only won because Jansen made one bad pitch, and they were able to steal signs uh, or they able to get to, uh, tip the pitches from you, Darvish. Yeah. So they got two yeah. games out of tip pitches. So uh, they were not the better. We should have won last year's World Series. This year, I felt like I don't I don't know what was going on with this team. Um, I, it seemed to me like the Red Sox wanted it more, mm-hmm. and that they were the better team. I'm not saying the Dodgers couldn't have not could not have pulled it off, but they needed to match that intensity, and I don't think they ever matched that intensity yeah. um, uh, that the Red Sox had because the Red Sox, honestly, as Ben pointed out, you know, their pitching. I think I think he pointed out last week the pitching wasn't their strong point this year, Mm-mm. right? They're, they're, that pitching is be, they're beatable. For some reason, Dodgers just couldn't pull it off, and uh, honestly, the better team won this year. So it, that kind of eases. Eases my hurt a little bit. Now on to Dave Roberts. You have, oh, I mean, you if you go online, like you would think that Dave Dave Roberts murdered twenty children. They actually booed him. They <laughs> yeah. when they announced him horrible. in Game Five, they yeah. actually they booed him. Yeah. That, that is embarrassing. That, that, is, that was that very on, embarrassing. Hey, right? I was booing him from my couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's expected. That's <laughs> but if you were at Dodger Stadium, you wouldn't have booed him. No, oh, I would have because that's disrespectful. <laughs> uh, you would have at Dodger Stadium. Yes, during wow. the World Series. Hey, I'm a Dodgers fan, that's, and I, I am a. 
that's paying a, ticket holder. No, that's a trick. That's a trick question. Ben never would have been there because of the traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, back to Vic. Okay, so let, let's go over Dave Roberts. Right, he has a record of 287 wins and 200 losses in his in his three years with the Dodgers. Right. If you want to fire Dave Roberts, let's fire him for the right reasons. Let me explain. Ooh. It's not analytics that took the Dodgers off the rails this year, okay? Because analytics, is, it's think the of it as... The 20 kids he killed, probably. Yes, yeah, well, that didn't help. The 20 ki- God rest <laughs> their souls. Um, he, okay, so uh, when you're talking about analytics, it's numbers, right? There is no emotion involved in analytics, right? So people were saying, why is Kiki Hernandez still... In the game, oh, why for is this sake, guy, They should not have played. Him. Right, he was one for five hundred, I think. Yes. In, in the World Series, <laughs> yes. right? Okay, so the numbers tell you. The That's numbers generous. tell you, he's not, he doesn't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Sit his ass down. Yes. Okay. I agree. There, there was, uh, and there was more than once. Dave Roberts said, in during the World Series, people would ask him, "Why is Kike in there? Why is Kike in there?" He would bring up, you know what, Kike has has come through with big hits for us in the past. We need, uh, you know, a left-handed batter. Da 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 da. da right. The the quote that I hung on to was, "He's gotten us big hits in the past." So Dave Roberts wasn't going by the numbers; he was going by emotion. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he kept thinking he's going to get out of it. He's going to get out of it. He's going to get out of it. That's not analytics. Yeah. That is going with your gut feeling, with your emotions, right? So, and then you then you look at you look at Madsen, and as Ben said, he gave every inherited runner he got, he gave up. So why do you keep putting him in the game? The numbers tell you every inherited runner he gets, they're going to score, right? So you bench his ass, right? Yeah. No, I I will I will bet my next born child because I'm not gonna have one. Watch me now. That Dave Roberts, I know, right? That Dave Roberts was going with another gut feeling that he was gonna get out of it. That this cannot keep happening. That's not analytics. Analytics is no gut feelings. It's it's this okay. is what this is what the numbers are telling you. This is what you need to do. He was not doing that. Right? Okay. So back to games one and two when he sits 100 home run. 100 home runs on the bench to start the game simply because they're starting a left-handed pitcher. Is that not analytics? Yes, but but that's game number one. And two. But I'm saying, you, in other words... He's like, not saying it's 100% analytics. Yeah. There, well, he does use analytics, yeah. Yeah. And I think people just latch on to that as the excuse. As the excuse. As to why he right. went and wrong. And that's not yeah, what so happened I, this World yeah. Series, right? Um uh, and and he knows that he he's going to be able to bring those players in because of the 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 pitching inability of the Red Sox. They're going to have to go to their bullpen at some point. They, these guys are not going to go nine innings. Right, but wouldn't right? that just to use a Lakers reference? Wouldn't that sort of being like LeBron doesn't match up with whoever's defending him? But when the second team comes in, we're going to play him with the. We'll play him as no. the sixth man, and instead of going forty two minutes, we'll only play him. 24, but he's really going to take advantage of that matchup. I mean, to me, that just doesn't make sense. That's LeBron James, right? That's right. You know, there's there's 100 home runs if, that are sitting on the bench. That just doesn't make sense to do in the World Series. If if that was a thing in basketball, then you, yes, you wouldn't do that. But that's not a thing in basketball because that that's not analytics. That's that's not that you. That's not the type of analytics that they use in basketball. So. It just doesn't work with that example, but I understand what you're saying. Okay, I understand. That's all I was saying. trying to get was the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but okay, so and I agree. It doesn't work so, in basketball. So hold on to this. Hold on to this, though. So analytics, right? 
I've already told you that the last team that the last team that won a World Series that didn't have a strong analytics background was the San Francisco Giants. Ever since then, every single team that has won the World Series has gone to analytics. Now they've gone to it in a sort of a, a uh, either twenty five percent, forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent, eighty percent, whatever it is, right? But they've all gone to an analytics type of to thing, some degree, yeah, right. So I mean that alone Except tells you Angels. right there. Well, exactly. Well, they got Brad Osmus now. They're, they're going to do the same shit we're doing I, now. Yeah, I just, just I not just, as severe. I just read an article that last year when the Angels, when the Astros and the Dodgers were in the World Series, the the Angels had the least amount of analytical yeah. people in Major League Baseball. And I think that tells you exactly why Mike Solskjaer had to go. And yeah. you guys are going to turn it around now because you, you're no longer oh, following this I'm old in. school, Vic, we got tired old baseball in. that Vic's nobody the wants spiciest. to. spiciest. Yeah. <laughs> Better Taco Bell. He's the fire sauce. Jeff, Hold Jeff, up. just to warn you, just to warn you, there are going to be more strikeouts this nobody season cares. than any <laughs> other season you've ever seen. <laughs> So check this out. I just want to see home runs and strikeouts. That's the all two I want. teams. The two teams that just had kidding. the that most, that had the biggest analytical depart, uh, departments last year. Guess what two teams those were? Houston and Boston. Houston and the Dodgers. Oh, hmm. I was close. Oh, wait a second. What two teams were in the World Series? Houston and the Dodgers. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at that. How did, why, how did that happen? So you and then <laughs> you. you the the Boston Red Sox just hired Alex Cora this past beginning of the season, right? Yep. Okay. You know what the Angels Who was he the, managing before? Well, he was in the He's he was a the bench head. coach on the Astros. He's a figurehead just because Bingo. of the He was he was a bench coach on the Astros, right? And before that, he was actually That's on ESPN doing uh da, 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 da. The Red Sox felt that the Astros had leaped them in the analytics department. So oh. they when they were getting and Brad Asmus was actually Asmus was actually one of the coaches that they interviewed. Alex Cora blew them away, and he said, we're diving deep, deeper than any other team has ever done into analytics, to the point where outfielders had cheat sheets. That's right. They had cheats behind Thank yeah, you. That's right. Every single fucking batter that came up, they had cheat sheets. Is that the first time you said fucking on the podcast? Whoa. No, but it is one of the few times. One of the few times. <laughs> hey, it's fired up. Yeah. When oh, the no. Red Sox bring Taco out Bell the fire laminated cards, <laughs> that's what works. <laughs> so the Red Sox dove deeper than any other team has ever done taking the dive in the analytics this year and they make it to the world series and they win it. So I don't want to hear anybody say that analytics is not the way to go because it's you're 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 making up stuff if you say that. So you don't <laughs> if you want to fire Dave Roberts, fire him because he didn't dive deep enough. <laughs> Hold on. Last week I heard on this show that analytics is maybe a fad that's uh that's going out and, <laughs> and we're going to go back to the abacus and uh, I think that was Hammer, coming, I think that was coming Hammer, from this end of the Isn't of that the, what he said? Room, You're throwing me under the bus. I'm saying that there is such a thing as taking it too far. And I think Dave Robert, what Vic is saying about how you know he trusted Kike, I think that's the other piece of it is you can't be full robotics because you can't read the situation. You know, you, you can't measure, a, you know, a pressure. You can't measure, uh, you know, game-winning situations, uh, stressful situations. You can't measure those things. I think that's so what President that's Trump you, just said you, too. Yeah, <laughs> it, honestly, it's the same thing. It's he basically said. You know that you have all these numbers that say that somebody's going to perform a certain way, but that human element of you're actually in the you moment. The you don't know how lost. they're going to perform. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm telling you. That's why we lost. Yes. Is because they trusted that human element instead of trusting the numbers. So Rich Hill, this whole Rich Hill thing, the thing that people don't know is in the sixth inning, uh, Rich Hill was talking to to um, uh, uh, Roberts. Dave Roberts in the, in the dugout, and he tells him, Dave Roberts asked him how you doing. He goes, keep an eye on me. Mm, all yeah. right, I'll keep an eye on you. Right. 
He goes out and pitches in the seventh. He gets into a little bit of trouble. Dave Roberts walks out to the mound. Dave Roberts was not walking out to take him out of the game. He gives him the ball, right? He, yeah. yeah. He, he was walking out to talk to him. But Rich Hill, see, the only time that Rich Hill has ever seen Dave Roberts come out, so I don't blame anybody here because the yeah. only time that he's seen Dave Roberts come out is to kick him out of the game. Hey, listen, but when, Dave when, Roberts never made a signal to the, to the bullpen. He never signaled to the bullpen. He went out, and immediately Rich Hill hands him the ball and starts uh, walking back. Up, yeah. Right? So Dave Roberts in his head is like, oh, wait, he just told me half an inning ago, keep an eye on me. He thinks he's done. Yeah, but Then I, he signals to the bullpen. But wait a minute. But you know what? I, I'm going to make an argument here, and, and it's probably not going to be the popular one. But <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts has <laughs> a history of pulling Hill early. Right? right. So, so maybe Hill just thought that because he was walking That's out and it was said. the seventh, that maybe he didn't want to go out. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe it's that he didn't want to go out. Maybe he, he just didn't thought, want to go out. That's what I'm saying. I have a hard time believing that. Then that I guess I didn't understand your point. Was made and and Dave. I'm saying Roberts, there was miscommunication. Yeah, but if Dave, like, it's not like he couldn't talk to the guy and say, "Hey, hey, no, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not coming well, no, out here he, to pull he, you out." He probably Dave Roberts, would have. Being the competitor he is, is not that passive to just let no. him. Oh, I guess I uh, had he not had the conversation of keep an eye on me. I think he says that. But he just got done talking to him, and he told him, keep an eye on me. So you're giving Roberts the excuse. I don't know. This sounds It's like- not an excuse. He's thinking, oh, Hill thinks he's done. I, I don't I, – I, yeah. Dave Roberts is thinking, he just handed me the ball. He He's done. Like, wh- I, what am I going to tell him? No, you're not done. Like, get in here and finish p- pitching, even though – Yeah, I think you yeah, do. I th- I no. Why would I think- you do that to a pitcher who thinks he's done? Because I think what you do is you say, oh, say, hey, Rich, listen. You guys I live really, in a fantasy I, world. Listen, I really need for you to you get really these two do. outs. If you can get these next two outs, <laughs> then I can line up the the, the relief pitching. As the he's next walking two to to is it Roberts a rah rah guy? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. say something. Like, if he's don't, your, listen, don't, if, I mean, don't just say nothing and then there's miscommunication. Yeah. I find that odd. That's I think, not nothing. I, I don't know if I, Dude, I think if somebody point, tells you keep an eye on, if somebody were to tell me, it's still okay, vague. how many drinks have you had? No. And and you go, you know what, um, dude, keep an eye on me. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not there yet, but just make sure I'm okay. Sure. Right? An hour later, he comes and he hands me his keys. I'm thinking, fuck, he's done. I think at this point, mentally, Hill already checked out once he see Roberts if, come in. Yeah, if the I mean, world, he's, he's not going to come talk in. A guy How could you tell ledge? him if I was driving, uh, like, uh, who's if I was driving Kim Kardashian or something? No, no, like, no I no, needed no. to drive someone important. I love, I love that he's Ben. I'm trying to keep Ben on my side. If, I'm, if, <laughs> if this drive was the most important thing in the world then I would do more than just assume that the person couldn't drive. He's not like assuming, if, though, because he just got done telling him, keep an eye on Was there miscommunication? Me. Yeah. Then he was wrong and he assumed. Yeah. So was Rich Hill. Yeah. Uh, that's well, what I'm saying. All it that's was, what I'm saying. It was miscommunication. <laughs> but you, you're just blaming Dave Robertson. Isn't he a rah-rah guy? Yeah. No, yeah. Rich no Hill I'm saying they're both at fault. Yeah. And they're both, they're both at, at fault. Well, then, and Rich Hill has backed yeah. up the story. And I don't like it. Rich Hill like has backed up the story. I don't think it's a good look for Roberts in your version. That's How? my feeling. I think it's a bad look for both of them. You know, you brought up Kardashians. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm not saying definitely a, Rich Hill too. I'm not saying it's not a bad want, look. You want a pitcher who wants to be saying, on that mound? I need him on that mound. 
I'm not saying that Dave Roberts isn't to blame. I'm saying they're both to blame. Oh, this it. is miscommunication that they're both to blame. I agree. You're still the species spiciest one oh in my here. God, that's what I said before this whole thing started. <laughs> Eric, explain to them, please. What next? Because Eric was like, what? yeah, I, no. We gotta, Vic, I, I've, next point. Vic, I've actually been listening to you. So Thank you. Know, you. Thank you, Eric. They, Eric, they, Eric they, said they, it before you guys started else, this whole thing. What, what else you got? They, no, tr- they tried to throw I mean, me under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but you've made a convincing we, argument. We we need to get to the next bullet point. Here, The next bullet point is this. is is I. I, this team, I kept waiting for them to wake up. And by wake up, I don't mean putting 20 runs on the board. I mean being excited about something. Yeah. And even in the Milwaukee Brewers series, I felt like the Milwaukee Brewers were much more you know, animated, much more doing things every time something. This Dodger team never had that this, this whole series. And the only flat. player that had that was Puig. Yeah. He was yeah. the he only player yeah. that would – I don't. He would do anything on the bases. He he's was my flipping favorite bats. He's yeah. my favorite. Player. He was. He was shaking he was his tail. Into it. Yeah. He he was shaking his tail, licking his bat, licking kissing his, his bat. coach. Yeah. He was the only, <laughs> only player doing that. Okay. If you want to blame somebody or something, on tell the me who Dodgers to blame. Lost, tell me who to blame. It's the offense. <laughs> You're not going to win a yes. They batted 180. But that wow. goes back but that goes back to my point. Agreed. 80. That goes back to my point. They they never shortened their swings with two strikes. They never yeah, they never did situational hitting. Okay, they Eric, never hit opposite field. No, they were swinging for the fences every single time. And to me, that is coaching. What do you think the Red Sox did? The same fucking thing. And they won. So your mo- your point is they're better hitters. So let's go back to what I was saying. <laughs> no, you know why? Because they're pitching against Kershaw, or they're hitting against Kershaw no, and Madsen. No. It's it's because the, the, they chose and the Jansen. wrong time. And their bats went flat against Milwaukee, too. They they were just able to – to Milwaukee wasn't that uh, – they weren't the Red Sox. So they were able to get over Milwaukee because they weren't the Red Sox. They were flat against the Reds, uh, the, the Brewers, too. Yeah, they they're, went seven against the Brewers, yeah, and they should not have gone It should not seven. have gone seven. Exactly. So they got – they got lucky against the Brewers, and then they ran to a team that was not going to allow them to get lucky. And there's no team, there's yeah. no team in baseball you're going to win the World Series playing against if you're going to bat yeah. 180. So if you want to blame somebody, you blame and, the offense. And and, and I told and you before, I'll, I'll piggyback before they got into the before they got into the playoffs. I think it was Jeff asked me. He goes, "Okay, well, you think they're going to make it to the World Series? What's the one thing that's not going to get them in the World Series?" And I said, "Their bats are going to go flat. They're they're not going to show up with their bats, yep. and that's exactly why they lost the World Series." Vic. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to soccer here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there We're he going is. full circle. <laughs> whenever whenever you see a World Cup final or a Champions League final, they're never really the most exciting games because the team that wins is the team that makes the fewest mistakes. It's not the team that plays the best. Uh, offensively, it's usually the team that doesn't make the mistakes. So you see teams play tentatively. And I think what you saw, what the Dodgers did, is they made a lot of mistakes and they couldn't dig themselves out of those holes. And I think, so I think to add to what Victor's saying, where the the Red Sox were just feeling it and they weren't going to let anyone come in there right. and, and, and take the series away from them. The Dodgers made mistakes and they needed to climb out of the hole. It seems like they were playing from behind yes. from yeah. just about almost every situation and you're not going to win like that. You know, you need to set up an advantage. And unfortunately the one time they did, they made mistakes and gave up their lead. So I think the Dodgers just made, they were the team with the most errors. And, you know, I don't know about technically, you know, errors as far as the stat sheet goes, Mm -hmm. but they just tactically had the most mistakes. They were flat. They were flat. And if you want to blame some of that on Dave Roberts, I'm not going to fight you. Um, But yeah, they were flat this entire series and it, it, it bugged the crap out of me. But we shouldn't uh, fire and Dave it's almost, Roberts, right? No, 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 I don't think so either. All right, we keep Dave Roberts. No. Here's the good news: is is Machado's leaving 
if if thank God, yeah. If is Kershaw, he the worst? He's the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just. I don't know. I mean, he fits with the Yankees. Yeah, he does not uh, fit yeah, for the Dodgers. He does not I mean, fit with the Dodgers. He's stepping consistently on first baseman's douche. feet. And he's, he's sliding in the second baseman. I mean, he's a great hitter. He, he's, blowing, he's not a great hitter. He's blowing he's bubbles as he's, he's running. He's a decent hitter. No. He's a great hitter. Yeah, he'll he'll hit a, he'll hit the 330, final out hit of the thir- you know, 30 to 40 he home swung runs on his a year. Knees. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but he's not worth it. And I'm I'm really interested to hear, you know, 10 years from now, if he's the one that affected that locker room. Ooh. I, that's mm. exactly what I was going to say. Did his personality infect the locker yep. room? Because if you say that the Dodgers weren't fight up, fired up, they were different than the team the year before yeah. that was red hot, what's the one difference? The one major yeah. difference is Manny Machado. And so did his personality yep. have an impact on that locker room? Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So Machado leaving, if Kershaw opts out, I mean, that opens oh, God, up. God, I hope he does. That, that opens up a huge amount of money. Uh, for this Dodger team, and uh, they'll, get they'll be Seager retooling. Back. Get Corey Seager back. You'll retool. Um, I hope they pick up uh, DJ LeMahieu uh, as their second baseman, who's an actual. You'll you'll love him because he sprays the ball. Um, yeah. He'll he'll hit over. You know he'll hit three twenty. Um, oh he's a my contact god, three hundred hitter. hitter. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Situational so, hitting right there. Yeah, for you, Ben. Uh, DJ, I, I hope they pick him up for second base, and and uh, if Bryce Harper or somebody else wants to come, no, I I'm not. Think, I'm not interested in Bryce Harper at all. Well, it, for his fire, <laughs> now I am seeing this team play the way that yes. they did. Uh, I wouldn't mind because I mean I don't know who the pitcher was in 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 the Red Sox, but in, I think it was Game Four when they were. Uh, down for nothing. Somebody stood up and started yelling, and you could just see him getting fired up. And, and I can't picture one person on the Dodgers that would have done that this year. Hey, you know, I, I, could, I could see uh, what's his name doing. I, that. I did a little bit Freak. of research before Uh-oh. the show. Oh, wow, watch out! And, wow. and I don't think that I read this. I mean, when I tell you this statistic, I, it doesn't seem right, but this is what the website hold told on. Me. Questionable stat of the week <laughs> by Ben Garcia. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Bryce Harper hit two forty nine this yeah. year. Okay. He hit 247 against lefties and 250 against righties, right? So he was okay. pretty even lefty to righty. Yep. That's not the statistic that I think is wrong. Out of 550 official at-bats, how many times do you think he struck out this season? Just give me a number. Mm, 200. 75. 269 yeah, times. I was going Whoa! For, I was going for he struck out 49% of the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and the biggest problem that the Dodgers had this year was you had Pop a up. guy on second base, and you would strike out, or or the other, they would swing for the fence, get under it, and they'd pop it, it up pop to, up the, sec- to the shortstop. It felt like every other yeah. bat. And I'll, and I'll tell up. you right now, by bringing in Bryce Harper, as much as I love that he threw a punch against a giant, I absolutely <laughs> do not want that type of bat in my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, but last thirty million oh, a season. Last year was a uh, he had a really bad year all around. I, I'm I'm pretty sure the years before that aren't so bad. And not that he doesn't strike out, but they're all not right. going to be that high. Of a we'll percentage. save that for the Bryce Harper pod. Uh, before <laughs> we totally wrap up the 2018 baseball season, I feel like we should finish it off with. A little voicemail that uh, I actually know who left this voicemail, and I feel <laughs> like this is going to be an appropriate way to to finish this. Oh off. yes, it's from a good friend of the show, Ben. Oh, was it Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say I don't like where this is going. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't like Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. Let's just take a listen. Hey guys, it's Clifton Hart. Just yeah. wanted to call and say congratulations on another World Series loss. You're an <laughs> asshole. I want to thank Clayton Kershaw for his effort 
and yeah. his inability to pitch in the World Series. He did what he does. I don't want to thank Bellinger and all your star players for their inability to hit. Can't get a clutch when it hit comes when it to left-handed yep. pitching. No, I'm with you. Just makes it so easy to just cruise through your lineup. You know, maybe and, I should be a Giants uh, keep fan. the RBIs to a minimum. We agree on all Too the points. Too bad you can't win two games when you go 18 innings ah, there for you go. a win. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Cliff, you know what? Hey, listen. <laughs> oh, no. I generally dislike you as a person. <laughs> I, I definitely don't agree with your sports knowledge, but every point that you just made was valid. And, and if that means that I should become a San Francisco Giants fan and Bryce Harper joins oh, the uh, Giants, oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to jump Lord. ship because I'll tell you uh, what, dude. Everything you just said was uh, accurate. He loves you today, Cliff. Oh, he loves yeah. you today. I love Knock you, Cliff. <laughs> Knock it off, Ben. <laughs> ben, I'll you cut you off. <laughs> I'm not driving home. <laughs> Give me the baseball. I think Ben should become a Giants fan for the sake of the Dodgers. If he's yeah, a true Dodger, there you go. <laughs> there, then, oh, then he then, needs to become a Giants fan, and then they'll win without Ben's support. So I think you <laughs> should take one for the team and go, be a full-on I don't know if the Giants Bay Area take Giants supporter. Yeah. All right. Are you guys are no, you guys no, we're forcing him on it. Done oh, gotcha. yapping about the Dodgers. We need to talk yes. about an important team, the Angels. We got a guest. Nice. We do. Our guest today is a longtime sports writer who you should all be following on Twitter at jparis underscore sports. He's written books on both the Rams and Chargers. For his newest book, he decided to shift over to America's pastime and write about baseball's most interesting player, Shohei Otani, oh, yeah. author of the new book, Shohei Otani, The Amazing Story of Baseball's Two-Way Japanese Superstar, Jay Paris. Hey, that that sounds good. I get five goosebumps going myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We try to Fire show our guests some respect. Yeah. 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 Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time with us. Well, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, looking forward to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, before we get into uh, talking about Shohei and everything, you you're from San Diego, right? You know, uh, that's why. Did most of my writing. I'm actually uh, from Orange County. City oh, wow. Orange. Oh, really? Three miles down the street from the Big A. I was a kid when they built that thing. The Big A looked like Jack and the Beanstalk if you're a young kid like oh, me. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. My my parents let me ride my bike without a helmet now or a cell phone. Yeah. It was three miles to go. <laughs> and you lived? Did you go? And I survived. <laughs> I games as a kid, and uh, it was a lifelong love affair from there. Uh, wrote for the Orange County Register, ended up coming down to San Diego to cover the Chargers for 20 years. Wow. Uh, started hearing about this Shohei kid, and uh, he kind of re- rekindled my little my, my childhood of going to those games back when I was in the Little League. You know, all the guys, they pitched and they hit, but nobody did it in the pros. But this, That's right. this Shohei guy was a hitter and a pitcher, and he intrigued me, and that kind of sparked the idea. That That's awesome. So now did you grow – so I would assume you grew up – an angel fan going, going to those games. Did being a sports writer, is that difficult when you're jumping from city to city and suddenly you're getting paid to write for maybe a team you didn't follow before? I mean, do you have to take your heart out of it or? Yeah, it's almost easier to tell you the truth, you know, yeah. cause I didn't grow up a chargers fan per se. I, I didn't feel the, uh, I had to cover for him when yeah. they did that. You don't look or, or, <laughs> oh, that's I, true. I yeah. Kind of told it, told it like it was. And, and that was kind of refreshing. Or sometimes if you're forced to cover a team that you grew up uh, cheering for, it's, you know, it's more difficult. Although you do give it that objective look, you, you're still, it's still your team. So it's kind of cool covering a team that wasn't your team because you'd play it straight up and, and give the readers the, the real truth. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, as long as we're talking about the Chargers, how how are Chargers fans doing down there? Are they okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> they're just going to bombard already. <laughs> you know what? They, they they still have the beaches, and we're still salt or no salt on the margaritas on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's still gorgeous <laughs> there down there. Go. Hey, they're all we're Raiders fans now. And- <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. There's, there's no, there's no tumbleweeds going down the, uh, the yeah. beach or anything yeah. like that. We're doing fine. The NFL <laughs> did the San Diego, did San Diego wrong. That, that was obvious by how this turned out. And uh, oh, yeah. anytime you turn your back on uh, loyal fans for six decades uh, for a product that always wasn't always top shelf. I think they did a disservice to the fans down here. Oh yeah, I think uh, most of us here agree to that. Yeah. For oh sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah, they botched that one. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you still following them? Uh, yeah, I still I still cover their games for uh, you know, oh. a couple other websites, and so I'm still uh, you know, connected with them. And you know, I'm still it's a couple guys easy to root for are Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. They've got to see their their entire career, and, and they've been fun to watch since they showed sure. up. Uh, one is an undrafted rookie out of Kent State. The other on that dynamite trade with the Eli Manning and that big blockbuster. So mm-hmm. to watch those guys develop and turn into really Hall of Fame players and Hall of Fame men has been has been fun to watch. Well, yeah. I know I'm getting old when Philip Rivers is in his mid thirties and I remember him coming into the league and he was, you know, he, he was few years few years younger than me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that makes me feel well, a little old. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? We just met, but I guarantee you he's got more kids than you do. I would hope. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> What's he up to? Like, there's a whole litter of them, I think. Uh, yeah, he's got. Uh, I think he's one shy of fielding the baseball team. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Touchdown! And he still has the energy yeah. to play football. Unbelievable. That's good, right. He's good a, for him. He's something. Yeah. So uh, why? So you wrote books on both the Chargers and the Rams, and and uh, right. and now you've kind of shifted over to baseball. What what made you decide to write about Shohei? Yeah, again, being the Angels and but being close to baseball down here, I still covered the Padres a lot and still had my my mitts in it a little bit. You just heard around baseball people this almost mystical guy, and the name just kind of rolled off your tongue. Shohei Otani. It's amazing just to just to say it. It sounds fun. It, it took me a month. It took me a month to this into the season to learn how to actually pronounce. <laughs> yeah, we butchered it a few too many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once you knew the name, you knew it. But once you heard about this guy, I mean, the, yeah. the high school tournaments in Japan is the big national event. This guy's throwing ninety nine miles wow. per hour. He says yeah. all he wants to do is hit and pitch. He doesn't want to play in the Nippon Pro League, I mean, Japan League, he doesn't, he wants to go straight to the U.S. and play Major League Baseball. He tells everybody in Japan League, don't bother drafting me, boys. I'm going straight to the U.S. Don't worry about it. One team drafts them, the Nippon Nippon Ham Fighters. The Ham Fighters say, hey, we're going to take a shot at them. He tells them, you guys are wasting your time. Instead, the Ham Fighters and their general manager, they're really innovative and they present this plan and the data and the stats of, of all the Japanese players that went straight from high school to the Major League Baseball, what a dismal rate it was. And they, they told Shohei, hey, you can be a two-way player for us. We guarantee it. You won't be riding the buses in the minor leagues. You won't be learning a new language. Get comfortable. You know, tone up your craft. Let's, we're going to let you do what you want to do. And <laughs> when you want to leave, you can. How's that sound? And he shocks everybody, and he says, yes, let's do it. 
He played there for five years. He's a three-time All-Star. Uh, you know, he throws it 102 miles per hour. Wow. He'll set the record in the Japanese league. Uh, he's playing right field. He's DHing. He's going 11 and four one year. He's going 15 and five the next. He's hitting 22 bombs. He's 322 average, and he's getting down the line at under four seconds. Hmm. That's checking off a lot of boxes. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the killer thing is, so he's like this Zen master player. And he's making like uh, almost a million dollars in the Japanese league, which which makes him the higher players. He's living in a dorm with the younger other young rookies. He's getting a thousand bucks a month from his parents. All he wants to do is study baseball, watch videos of how to get better, read about how to get better, train how to get better. He's never out dating. He's never out on the social scene. He's like this guy just goes right back to the dorm. He's Mr. Baseball. All the time, wow. 2017 season. He says he's coming out in 2018, and uh, that's when the real fun started. You know, that yeah. literally sounds like you're talking about Kobe Bryant. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, almost, the, the yeah. focus mentality, at a young yeah. age, just the mentality of, I don't care what I have to do. I just need to make myself better so that tomorrow I'm better than I was today, right. and that eventually my dreams will come true. And and it's so hard to find somebody that's young that has that type of vision and that type of focus. And and that to me is what makes you know makes that story special. Yeah, that's what the really the general managers. I talked to a lot of different guys and a lot of different managers and guys that played with them in Japan and and teammates with them now and. They said, you know, his athletic ability is just off the charts. Forget it. I mean, you don't do this. And you got to remember, too, this isn't an undersized, overachieving Japanese player. This sure. is a six foot four, mm-hmm. 200 pound big boy. man's man. I mean, he is big and he is strong and he trains like nobody else. So, you know, for him to come over and do it is something. But all those GMs said the same thing, which you brought up, is that his mental outlook and his mental capacity to be this discipline i mean can you imagine being a hitter in the major leagues now can you imagine being a pitcher in the major oh, leagues yeah. and yes. i just oh you know just the mental discipline so uh he's a special guy and and he turned in you throw all that into his uh you know of course his japanese culture and, and, and bowing to the the umpire and he's just so polite that he's like what he's what he's really like he's like everybody's kid brother and the Angels kind of proved that when they signed him, you know, he, they're always, you know, slapping him or they're always tugging at his ear or they're always yeah. slapping him. And, you know, you know what I mean? he's like one of the guys. And I think as well as in Japan, he's like everybody's little brother or, or everybody's son. You'd love, want him to be everybody's cheering for him. He's unbelievably polite. He's unbelievably courteous uh, with everything he does. Uh, he's always thinking about the other person, and that's really weird. He, he, he's always apologizing for the 50 you know, Japanese writers and, and photographers that are chasing him around. He, he's worried huh. that you know, other, other people, they'll get in the way of the other people. And yeah. if he would be eating sunflower seeds in the dugout, he wouldn't spit those seeds on the floor because that means the clubhouse attendant would have to brush it up later with a broom. Really? Instead, he spit, spits them into a cup so no, he doesn't make a mess. That's if right, he walks yeah. at the plate, yeah. He takes off his shin guard and his elbow guard. He folds it up and he waits for the bat boy to get there. And then he hands it to him very gently. I mean, it, it, it's just little stuff about him, too, yeah. that is just amazing. And, and I think that's it. He's just so easy to root for because he's obviously dedicated and he's obviously focused and driven. And he's, you know, kind of he's cool and courteous, too. So that made it all more fun to track him. So in research in the book, was there was there anything about the 
Japanese baseball that maybe surprised you or, or something that the average American fan would be surprised to learn? I would think uh, what I think what made Shohei uh, among one of his uniqueness or why he was unique is that most Japanese players they play till they're you have to play eight or nine years before you're allowed to go before you're posted before you uh, can make the big money and can really can escape the Japanese leagues. You know they they don't let you just you can leave, which Shohei did at, at 23. If he would have waited until he was 25 years. So, yeah, they had to post a fee of $20 million, yep, yeah. which went to the club. Here's the difference. I mean, when Tanaka came over a couple of years ago, he got seven years at $100 million because he had played a certain amount of years in the Japan League. Shohei's goal and his, his drive was such to play in the major league. He goes, boys, leave the money on the table. I'm, I'm just going to – I want to go. So he left early. He's making the minimum of five hundred and forty thousand yeah, for the Angels yeah, for the next crazy. six years, where the twenty million went went to the club. But in some ways, it's kind of endeared them to the players. Like they're sh- he shows up in spring training, they're going, "Whoa, man, this guy really wants to play." If, if you're leaving that kind of money on the table, so I was surprised once I got into it that he did that, and that's why when we get uh, Japanese players over here, a lot of times it's usually in the later stages in mm-hmm. the career. Yep. And a lot of players don't come over here because, like we said, they had to play longer. But by that time, their family's entrenched. I mean, they're in the league, and, and they don't really get to come over here and, and expose their skills here. So That's true. Uh, that was kind of interesting to learn. Very interesting. Uh, let me ask you this. What... Um... So we've seen one season of Shohei with the Angels. What what are your feelings on how the Angels utilized him in this rookie season? You know, it was a roller coaster. It was up and down. <laughs> it was crazy. I think it all started great in December when he did pick the Angels over. You know, there were seven finalists with the Angels being uh, one of them on the West Coast. Uh, you know, right off the bat, you know, hello, my name is Shohei Otani. You know, in English, he said that, and, and the, he he was just so at ease with the Angels that they asked about Mike Trout and, and Mike Trout even called him while he was preparing to get married <laughs> to pitch, oh, wow. you know, pitch the angels. Yeah. So that, that meant a lot. I think that meant a lot to Shohei, of course, because with Trout, you know, you know, the best player in the world and with Shohei, maybe have the most talented player in the world. So they're at the press conference and they asked Shohei, uh, Shohei, why did you pick number 17? And, and everybody knows Shohei's favorite number is, is number 11 for you. Darvish is the idol. And he was, huh. and when he was growing up, so he said, I didn't take 11. Of course, he didn't know that that was probably retired for the great Jim Fergosi <laughs> years uh. ago from the Angels. But uh, Shohei, showing his timing, said, I really wanted number 27. <laughs> 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 you get that, Jeff? Yeah. yeah. Jeff doesn't Mike, care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that so one. He gives him a great needle right off the bat. And he shows That's up awesome. out of spring training. And Trout just puts <laughs> those massive arms around him. And says, yeah. you know, you're riding with me. You're riding with me on the cart. You're going everywhere with me. You know, he went out and played golf. He'd never played golf before. <laughs> you know, he's, he's getting in the fantasy leagues. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing as far as just to be one of the guys. And then he comes out in spring training and he is absolutely awful. His yes. ERA yeah, is 27.00 against the minor leaguers on the backfield. He hits 125 with this exaggerated high leg kick to get his start, you know, to get his uh, swing going. They said, they don't even know if he's going to start the season with the big club. Of I was course, actually, he does, uh, yeah. 
I was shocked that they actually put him on the big club because, I mean, because of that showing we talked here, that there was no way that that Mike Sosha was going to bring him up. You know, he may have been, you know, a midseason, you know, uh, call up or something like that. But I think all of us here were talking with that that really terrible preseason. There was no way he was going to come It was only because of the hype, right, that that they gave him the chance. I I think so, too. But I think, as it explained to me, a couple other Japanese players and some pro players, they so this dude's been a pro since he was 18, and you know we've all heard it. You, you, you know you're working on thing in the spring, or you're trying to tinker. I mean, he was learning a new language, a new league, and new hitters. <laughs> there was a lot being thrown at him. Sure. And uh, new and he, I guess he turned it on. I mean, he, he you know he'd been a pro for five six years. He knew when the the light goes on, the light goes on. Still, I think it showed uh, how willing he was to adjust. He ditched that leg kick. All of a sudden, he was just spinning on that those right toe. To get his swing going, he got he got rid of that high leg kick. He started turning on pitches, and then he starts off. And I think what makes Shohei not only his numbers are crazy, but his flair for the dramatic. I mean, you know, very first at bat he singles. Yeah. Two days later, he throws six innings and wins his first game. They go come home to Anaheim. First three Angel games, he hits home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the place is, is rocking. Oh, and then you wait one, one you wait one day, and he takes a perfect game into the seventh inning. Those seven scoreless with twelve strikeouts. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. And first month or so, he'd already hit a home run off Corey Kluber, the Cy Young Award winner, and struck out Jose Otuve, the reigning American League MVP. That's pretty good it's for anybody. Didn't yeah, age. right. <laughs> but you got to figure. Yeah, at twenty-three years old, that's pretty good. I'd take those numbers. Oh yeah. <laughs> you would take those yeah, I, know, I definitely would take those numbers. Oh man, well. Uh, why don't you let everybody know how we can find the book? Right on. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, I got a bunch of Twitter people asking me where the Japanese version is, and there there is a Japanese version coming no, out, oh, too. Oh, good. Uh, so it, it is out, and uh, we're looking forward to having fun. If you're down uh, La Jolla Way, we're having a book launch at the world-famous Warwick's Bookstore in La Jolla on nice. December 6th uh, that evening, so we're going to have some fun there awesome. talking Shohei and and Amazon.com is probably the best place. And then we'll get some places going up in Orange County and L.A. as well. Nice. Excellent. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Jay, we can't thank you enough for uh, coming on and talking show. Hey, Darren and I are big Angel fans. These, yes, these other yes. guys, they're Dodgers All right. fans. So, uh, <laughs> so we, okay. we love okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, as you know, those Angel fans, are, uh, those Angel games, are they're fun now. Or not yes. fun now, but they're I mean, they're different, and with the you know yeah. the aging community coming and the signs out and the different snack stands now in, in honor Shohei and just the energy in the place. I I think that's one thing that maybe I left out is this guy brings energy because he's busting his rear end and you're going you know you, you see him running around the bases you go oh that's not like a top of the line rotation guy too and then you see him pitch you go oh that's our guy hitting cleanup too <laughs> and then you see him run he runs like crazier. You know, oh my gosh, what can't this guy do? And, and like I said, he plays the game in a different way, just a different culture and a, a courteous way about him. That uh, he's fun to watch. And and uh, the kicker is with that peach fuzz face, he looks like he's about seventeen years <laughs> oh, old. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looks young. He's, he's, he's easy to root for. I'll tell you nice. that. Yeah. Nice. No, just a good dude. Seems like right on. Right on. Just like you, sir. You are a good dude. Okay. We, yeah. we can't thank you enough again. Yes, thank you. And, oh, uh, Look yeah, forward everybody to meeting you guys sometime. Get the book. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Come to La Jolla. We'd love to have you. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right on. Well, hook up at an angel game or something. There you go. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there for sure. Go. I'll be there. <laughs> ben, ben won't be there, but Darren and I for sure. <laughs> what about there in the freeway series? Come on, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Up, up on the bud deck. Up there you go. Field. I'll, there watch, you I'll go. watch it from my TV. I'll call in. <laughs> How about that? Huh? That was good. That was good fantastic. dude. Yeah. yeah seriously. This is stuff. That was fun. Love it. So, Jeff, I, I, you know, and all that talk about Shohei, yes. I, I have a question for you and Darren. Oh, yes. And with Brad Osmus coming in and analytics now being a big part of Angels baseball, if analytics don't recommend him going both ways, now you won't have this problem next year because he's not going to be pitching because be of pitching, the, yeah. the surgery. Yeah, but moving forward, if the Angels decide that they don't want him to play both ways, does he leave the Angels? Are you okay with him leaving the Angels, or do you go against analytics and allow him to do both just simply to keep him and people in seats? Well, are there analytics on him? I don't know. I don't know. If I, I don't those know. those no, analytics even but what exist. But what if they, what if they exist but and if say they that you shouldn't play? And they say you shouldn't play? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think you go the player route. I think he's such a two-way player. He has been since the beginning days of high school, it sounds like, that Jay was saying. Is that, you know what, he's doing so well both at hitting and at pitching. You let him do be that two-way type of player, yeah. regardless of what analytics has to say. And as you said, if if he doesn't want to be a part of the Angels organization just because they're going to take that away from him, you know what? As a player, I I I would walk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there it is. is. It crack, crack open a beer. Oh, is that a grapefruit sparkling water? <laughs> it is. Oh, it, it is tonight. This is Come your refrigerator, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm married. <laughs> Can't blame it on me anymore. <laughs> oh, good stuff all around. Hey, we should mention uh, there's a certain LA team that is undefeated this Ooh, season. Yes, Ooh. ain't no the Rams. The Rams are eight yes. and oh, yes. gentlemen. Oh. I have a feeling. Oh, here we go. Let's brace ourselves, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, no team has ever gone undefeated in the regular season and won the Super Bowl. Brady, yeah. Brady, and yeah, the Patriots, Patriots got close because they got went eighteen close, yeah. and zero. But they lost Except in the for Super the Dolphins, yeah. the 72 Dolphins. Well, no, but was, that was, was before they went to the 18-game season. Yeah. Wait, does that mean now you're rooting for <laughs> us to go to run the table? I am. Wait, wait, you I am. I'm, I'm, I, I, want, I want the Rams to go undefeated uh, and, win the, and win the Super Bowl this year. You're the worst. And, Why? And win it? I do. And yeah. win oh, the Super Bowl. Because I'll pay you the 100 but it'll yeah, be worth oh, it. Oh, that took a turn. I did not see no, that No, I didn't coming. see that one coming I thought either. you no. wanted us to... To run the table so that no. we would lose in the Super no, Bowl. No, I want to see you guys win it. What? Yeah. Ben. Wow. I Hold like on. this new Ben. Standing ovation. Yeah, we're going to get Ben a standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Ben Garcia standing ovation. Well done, my friend. I love that. That's crazy. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't see you guys losing at all this season. Well, yeah. we have a tough game coming up against uh, New Orleans. You, you should have uh, lost against the Packers. But that, but that time, was, was a time of games gifted to us. Yes. <laughs> what an idiot! We'll <laughs> oh my gosh! And you know, but here's the thing: with 18 and 0 seasons, you know, with those types of things, you have those situations, right? Yeah. And you get those breaks, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and you Most got that definitely. break. And and listen, I mean, let me knock on wood. It's going to sound really loud. Yeah. You guys are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And you have been all season. And if you can maintain the health and you can get those few, you know, those few games that are going to be competitive and get the bounces. I can see you going 18 and 0. And oh, I don't like it. I feel like Ben's jinxing us. <laughs> I still don't trust it. Just before the big weekend, huh? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. You guys have got a hell of a team. You know, oh. actually to be honest with you, I think the weak part of your team is the defense. 
which is surprising. Yes, yes. Which is yes. very well, surprising. That, that's the one thing that well, I don't know if it's if it's necessarily a worry, but it's the one thing that I'm hanging on to that's not going to allow them to go. In. And I would not have said that at the beginning of the season. No, that was supposed to be their strength. Yeah, right, yeah. it was supposed to be their strength. But they've allowed a lot of points in a lot of games. Um, they did make mm-hmm. a great uh, uh, trade deadline, you know, acquisition Picked today. Up Dante I'm, Fowler I'm, today. Yeah, I'm sure Darren will, will will bring us up to speed on that. But. Um, I, yeah, that's the one thing that keeps grinding at me is the amount of points that this team has. Uh, thank God that their offense has been able to cover cover it. But uh, but if they figure I, out that defense the way it's supposed to be, then forget yeah. about it. And I think it comes down to matchups because who they've given up those big game points to. It's Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. So when they play against you know teams with a decent quarterback and pass a passing threat, that's where the the Rams need to worry. And so when you look at you know going into a game where you're going to play New Orleans and Drew Brees, I, I can see a concern there. But do you guys have you guys seen the update from Ryan Clark when he does his power rankings? Uh, I just assumed that the Rams are number one. Rams are week, one, and so I haven't. I haven't <laughs> yeah, Rams are one, but he. He he is acting like a darn fool on ESPN, and he's just giving pep talks, and and you know it's pretty spectacular. So if you haven't looked it up, look it up on Twitter. See right. the video of him giving the Rams a pep talk versus New Orleans this weekend. Okay, yes, <laughs> nice. We'll look that up. Good stuff. Well, uh, we'll go definitely more into the Rams, mm-hmm. but for that, you go to the Rams house. Whose house? Rams house. Yeah, that's a completely separate show, as we say every week, but I feel like there's still some people who, who don't get it. Uh, yeah, the Rams. Wow. <laughs> you dummies. <laughs> You're too stupid to listen. Don't that's switch over. Oh, no, that's pretty no. much what it was. You, you know, pretty much what it was. Hey, you know who you are. <laughs> Uh, they probably the don't. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's like, right. hi, mom. Hi, dad. Yeah, that's the beauty of it is they don't. <laughs> Wilson. We love you. I'm sorry. Did I, did I offend uh, any? Yeah, I'm offended. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. You lost five of our six listeners. Well, then don't listen to this show, but listen to the Rams house. But there you go. That's a good one. That is a good one. Talk about the 8-0 win over Woo. Green Bay and look ahead at the next week nine against the New Orleans the Saints. New Orleans Saints. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And we have also, a guest on this week. Yeah. Yes. We also uh, talk a little more with our good friend Jay Paris. So be sure to check that out. All right. Hammer, are you ready for the final Galaxy uh, update of no. the year? Hammer, uh, by the way. <laughs> Congrats on that article you wrote. Yeah, for Corner's, Corner of the Galaxy. That it was very cool. It was great. I, I haven't read it yet, though. Is it still topical? <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. Uh-oh. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on this. Just punch him while he's down. That would have been an easy article to write. It would just be like, listen, they lose, they're out. <laughs> yeah, period. <laughs> it would have been a lot shorter. I wouldn't have spent any time. But yeah. Oh, so five words last, right there. Can we can we just relish in that real quick? Hammer writes this yes. well thought out, beautifully How do written you know? article. Yeah, he, I, I didn't read it. I, <laughs> I glazed through it. He got the cliff notes. But it looked really thought out it, and, and really well done. And it talked about all the charts. scenarios uh, of if Eric, do you the know galaxy to to makes the, other the playoffs. And the wacky. <laughs> Did you use the word plethora? <laughs> oh, there's a plethora of scenarios. And and Hammer went through all of them, uh. it looked like. I didn't read all of it, but it looked like he went through all of them. I didn't see any grammatical errors. The spelling was impeccable from what I could tell. 
Uh, and uh, Lord. it was if they made the playoffs and then they didn't mm. make the playoffs. They didn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a completely useless article now, but hey, I did the work for some other team. There's another team out there who got to benefit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, Hammer, you are a delight. Mm-hmm. So how so are you holding la- up? You want- I'm I'm holding up all right. This is kind of who the Galaxy have been all season long. At last we spoke, uh, you know, we, the Galaxy were in a situation where they just needed to win, and they were in. It was very cut and dry. Uh, and, of course, the only question was going to be who are they going to play? And then, of course, you could read my 9,000-word 9, article on Corner <laughs> of the Galaxy to, to see how it would work. Um, but the Galaxy went up 2-0 at the half. And they were playing great. They they came out fired up. And then they forgot that there's two halves of soccer that need to be played. And they let three goals in in about 20 minutes in the second half to watch Ugh. their playoff hopes go crashing out the door. And so right now the Galaxy missed the playoff. The kicker, the real kick, you know, in the in the soccer balls is that LAFC finished in third place and the Galaxy would have played LAFC in the oh. playoffs. Had they that made it, had they just won. So that makes it that much worse. Um, you know, being at the game, the one thing that stood out to me is Laton walked off the field very angrily. Uh, he looked like he wasn't a part of the team. He, he definitely carries himself differently. And, and some of it is rightfully so because yeah, he's um, a winner. He is, you know, yeah, he is heads and shoulders. <laughs> right. Uh, a better than everyone else on that field. So you get it to a certain degree. But the one thing that makes me nervous is that with this loss, Zlatan is now saying, you know, I'm kind of surrounded by, and to quote, to use Ben's words, I'm surrounded by a bunch of losers when I'm the winner here. And we couldn't get it done. And so it's reported that his contract was two years, but we don't know if it's a year and an option. So maybe there's other teams who saw what he did. He scored 22 goals, had 10 assists and just 26 appearances. And so other teams from Europe might come knocking and offering him more money. He, the Galaxy aren't paying him tons of money. So if, if they want to keep Zlatan, they're going to have to do some great moves in the front office. And they just haven't shown <laughs> that the front office is capable of, of making those moves. So the thing that makes me a little bit sad is this may have been the last time we see Zlatan Ibrahimovic playing for the LA Galaxy. Hopefully oh, it's yeah. not. Hope, hopefully they get him back uh, next season. But the Galaxy, you know, speaking of taking a long, hard look in the mirror and figuring out what they need to do, this is now the second year in a row um, that the Galaxy missed the playoffs. And this is a team who's made the playoffs, you know, 18 out of the 23 seasons. And it's just, this is not who they are as a franchise. They've been the marquee franchise uh, for so long for the first part of the league's existence. But in the past two years, it just hasn't been there. So they need to look at the players that they have. Who, who do they need to get rid of? Um, do they want to pay Zlatan? Is Zlatan someone that's worth bringing back? In my opinion, you find a way to keep him. You, you trade other players. You, give back up the Brinks truck and you make it work because you saw what he did and you want that guy on your team. You know, he is a proven winner. He's going to, he's going to make magic happen. And so we'll, we'll see what happens in the off season. It was a very disappointing season. And this final game was just a microcosm of the whole season. It's they look great. And then they totally let you down. And that's yeah. what the galaxy were all year. And it, it, the last game showed exactly that two things. Um, it's it, I mean, the first it's, one is na 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 close close because it's got to hurt even more that that this happens in the same year that LAFC comes into the league 
LAFC yeah. ends up uh, having the best record of any inaugural team ever. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. The Galaxy's out of the playoffs. I mean, that's got to hurt, right? Yeah, and the part and I'm a, I'm <laughs> a Galaxy so. supporter, but I'm not dumb, and I, I see what LAFC is doing. And yeah, winning. And <laughs> I, I am a, and building beautiful. And I, I'm a hardcore Galaxy supporter. <laughs> They're kind of like the Vegas Knights of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm a hardcore Galaxy guy, but not everyone, you know, huh. is. So if you're if you're new to the sport and you're saying, "Look at this LAFC team; they're winners. They're in the playoffs." And I don't know a lick about soccer. You know, I w- I'm going to start following this team. They're owned by Magic Johnson. Will Ferrell shows up. They're going to start taking away neutral fans. And yeah, I hate to say it, there but are if no the Galaxy want to be relevant. <laughs> if the Galaxy want to be relevant, they need to bring back Zlatan and, and make them an attraction. And, okay. And so, some people so, might disagree with that because you want you want to bring in maybe different caliber players, but you need to you you need to settle it in the stands as well. Right. So so who they okay. To make every Galaxy fan feel better, Geo's not coming back, right? He's under contract. I know, I, but they're I, they're gonna they're gonna get rid of him. They have to hey, Albert Pro is still to. playing. I know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm with you. And what Vic, who's Victor's referring to is Giovanni Dos Santos, who's missed the majority of the season, uh, makes up 34% of the Galaxy's payroll. They're paying him wow. $6 million yeah, this season, he and he barely played. He sucks. And so they either need to buy him out or, or trade him or get another team to offer him. But my argument has been the entire time, if you want to offload him, someone has to want him. And if no one wants him, then you're stuck with that contract. And so I would I would love to see him go, Pay him out. but I just this the way this front office have, has run things, I'm not expecting him to go. I'm expecting him to still be around next season, unless unless some miracle happens. Mm. Rob Palinka, but he should go. In my opinion, he should go. Yeah, he should. Good times. Hammer on the downstream. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I got nothing. Hammer, we're sorry. See, that's a, that's I'm the sorry, funny buddy. thing about it is. Even even I have I have some friends who are LAFC fans and even they they're not even making fun of me because they know it's just sad it's not even it's not even you can't even make fun of it it's just it's just a bummer. Well, speaking of <laughs> making terrible. fun of teams, that's the worst place to be. Since we have you, <laughs> uh oh, um, oh, I just I just want to briefly bring up USC. Here we go. Eric, oh. Eric <laughs> yeah, Eric Next sent me a text. Dodgers lost, Galaxy lost, <laughs> USC is about to fire their coach. Eric sent me a text, and so like I mean, and you guys have as you've listened every week. Yes. You know, he's always looking at the bright side. Mm-hmm. He sends me a text this week. I think he sent it to all of us. Oh, after this uh, this loss, you know, Helton's lost the locker room. He's being fired. Yes. So <laughs> would you like to make any comments on that, Eric? <laughs> yeah, I think he has. Um, I the agree. team quit on him. Yeah. And and so he's dead man walking right now. And they're they're not gonna you you're not gonna make a hire in the middle of the season. And when you were saying fire him after two games, you may not have been wrong. But who are you going to bring in to make it work? Yeah. So you need to stick it out, and maybe he does turn around. Yeah, because he Martin obviously has shown Clendy, that he, Clen, uh, Clancy Pendergrass would have been their head yeah. coach, which would have been even worse. Yeah. Which <laughs> what does that do? Yeah. So, um, you know, right now, I I would assume that um, Lynn Swan and the USC athletic office is the search is on behind the scenes, and the boosters are are starting to look because I don't see Clay Helton finishing the season well, uh, t- being the head coach. I'll wow. tell you what. I- I'll tell you who's going to come coach. If uh, Hugh Jackson, no, uh, <laughs> oh, he's available. Nice. No, no. Uh, after UCLA fires Chip Kelly, he'll be available. <laughs> hey, well, it, 
there's rumblings, and I don't know how how true these rumblings are, but if Seattle keeps doing you know terrible things and they're not, they don't turn it around, Pete Carroll might be Pete looking Carroll's for a job a soon. Back. So yeah. maybe, who knows? I don't know what how much truth there is that I, you know, guy in true guys in short style. I base that on absolutely nothing. Well, well yeah, that's it. who we are. That's what we do. <laughs> right. That's what we do. Well, we, are, we are the fans, stuff. not the uh... Eric. This weekend will be better for you than last weekend. Because half your teams aren't playing. That, that is a <laughs> Hammer, wow. what, what hurt more, the Galaxy losing or the Dodgers losing? Josh Kessler It all happened listening. on the same day. It was, yeah, yeah. That, that, no, it, all hurt. It, was, it was just a rough day. It all hurt. It hurt being there to Wait. watch the Galaxy blow it hey. and then to go home <laughs> are you, and watch the Galaxy. Are, are you ready, ready for office? Oh, hey, stop you. being a millennial. Thank no. You. Answer the question. The, the Galaxy hurt more, hurt more because – the okay. Galaxy hurt more because I thought they had a chance. The Dodgers, at that point on Sunday, I knew they were done. And so spent, I didn't feel like the Dodgers were going to do it. And so you spent the Galaxy 30 hours uh, writing that article? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, at least I can say I wrote an article. That's you, right. you, That's can, you can. Well done, even if it is for the other guy and not us, but whatever. <laughs> we are Guys in Shorts. Our thanks again to Jay Paris for joining us on the show. Be sure to pick up his book. Any of his books on Amazon. Yeah. Good dude. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook, Reddit. Also, for your Kings news, we didn't mention anything about the Kings. They are still playing. Are they have they turned it around yet? Tune I mean, into the Kings Realm. Uh, let's let's, yeah, let's let the experts take care of that. Yeah. Tune into the Kings yeah, Realm. No. You can hear why it's Taylor Swift's fault. And, uh, of course, <laughs> listen also to the Rams House for all your Rams news. The website is guysinshorts.com. You can subscribe to us, review us on Apple Podcasts, and, as always, please tell all your friends about your favorite L.A. sports podcast, Guys in Shorts. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. We're out of here. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Wait, before we sign off, I just wanted to say one more thing. Samuelson & Co. is one of the largest processors and distributors <laughs> of in North going. America with wow. facilities located coast to coast. All right, visit Samuel.com. <laughs> you guys hang up yet?